Hey, welcome back to Point Blank. This is John Carcosa. Mike Zapsick. Todd Sullivan. Live in studio across from me. Ming Chen. And coming to us from the West Coast, some would say the best coast. Mo Yusuf. Mo, any truth to the rumors that you were in China, Wuhan province, uh, investigating the source of the coronavirus? <laughs> Oh, oh, there, it is. Shit, there, there we is. go. Patient zero. Do we need to put masks over. on? Oh, for God's sake. Can sakes. they be transmitted over the air? Yes, it can. Oh. The internet, yes. <laughs> Talk to us, Mo. What's up? Uh, no, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, no, actually, I'm uh, I'm in Cali. I uh, canceled my flight. Do you know that? I thought it would be a cheaper, uh, cheaper time to go to uh, China based on the fact that nobody's flying there. Probably but true. a lot of my friends have actually told me that it's three, maybe four times the cost to uh, fly there now. Well, supply is probably Which I think would make sense. much limited. I think that's... Yeah, yeah no one wants exactly. to fly yeah. there. Canceled yeah. flights. Yeah, well, a lot of people are actually trying to leave, and those who are trying to leave, it costs, it's costing them three or four times as much. Oh, the price, gouging, uh, the price gouging people trying to get out of there? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Now, Mo, I'm sorry, Todd, you're, you're actually... Your company, your job is affected because... Of these travel bans and what have you, yeah, there was a big uh, there's a big conference in Spain, a mobile conference uh, that just got canceled. Uh, not in San Francisco. Today, yesterday, mm-hmm. no, no, like not just us, like a global con- okay conference. It's uh, kind of Europe's version of CES. They just canceled that, um, I think, today, and uh, and yeah, my my company has a big conference in March that just got uh, canceled as well. I think there's just concern about um, how can we contain you know what's going on and what's spreading interesting there's been a few movies about this contagion comes to mind but you know what's sick about that what it's funny you mentioned that the, the <laughs> I, have, I have apple tv what's what's sick what's about sick that, about that? <laughs> I, have, I have apple tv right so you go to the movie section and it'll show you joker and 1970 you know, whatever movies are out right now that you can rent or or look at ebola they the put movie. contagion up in the highlighted movies Oh my I swear God. to God, last oh week I'm I flipping through and I was like, it's a cautionary why, tale. Why yeah, is that it's a cautionary tale? Like it's because of what's going on. They put that up in the highlighted films that you can that you it's can messed write. up, man. Outbreak? No, no outbreak. Oh, no, outbreak's another one. No yeah, monkey yeah, love. Yeah, no monkey right. love. Twenty eight days later, we, we saw those movies shot. together. Okay, Basically. listen. Actually, before we get started here, before we get started, I gotta give props where props are due. And Mo, this was a deep pull. Okay, maybe it's because you're out there in La La Land with an ear on the pulse of Hollywood, Oscars week, I don't know. But you accurately predicted, it was just like six or seven episodes ago, that acting legend from Ghostbusters, Rick Moranis, who did not end his self-imposed retirement to make a cameo in 2016's uh, uh, Ghostbusters, would come out to be in the remake, the reboot, the the reimagined Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I think they saw that uh, that uh, uh, famed Olaf, uh, Josh Gad, was going to be playing his son. Maybe that's what pulled him out of retirement. We all, of course, all remember he entered retirement when his wife passed away. He Nothing has been able to lure him out. And, uh, and Mo, you actually predicted he would be returning to the screen in 2020. I don't know how you did it, Mo. Tell us more about it. Well, it's a trend. You you look at all the reboots. You know, you had Jay and Silent Bob. You had uh, Bill and Ted. Thanks for and, kissing uh, that ass. And hey, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's uh, it, it's it, when it's time to reboot one of the greatest franchises of all time. 
Uh, how can he not? How can he not be part of that? Is it? Oh, yeah, I was going to say, you, really? So, I, I would think that Ghostbusters would be a little bit higher on that list than Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids again. Honey, I... <laughs> I made the dog real big. Whatever the hell that was, um, I would have gone for the Ghostbusters. The actors, his, uh, he could he could show his kids his, uh, the movies that he was in. That's true. I think he's always been a family man in that respect. Well, as I have to doff my cap to what were I wearing one, but uh, but let's get into breaking news right here, okay? Uh, despite numerous protests from replacement Fandral the Dashing Zachary Levi, that. Shazam and Black Adam would not meet until at least the third movie in the franchise. It broke today that both Shazam 2 and Dwayne Johnson's led Black Adam will be shooting simultaneously, fueling the rumors that there absolutely positively will be some sort of crossover between the two. Now, I'm going to reserve my excitement to say maybe it'll be in their mutual post-credit stingers mm-hmm. but uh but mike do you know anything about this or at the very least are you excited about it? i am uh, and i heard nothing about this today. oh well it just came this out is today. this is breaking, breaking news. news um this is this is exciting i mean it's it's the rock can you smell what black adam's cooking Ooh. yes um uh zachary levi looks phenomenal as shazam and i was skeptical me too yeah this was this was a Michael Keaton Batman right, situation. Right, right, right. right. Uh, looks phenomenal in general. Yeah, ch- Chuck. It was yeah, Chuck. Uh, but he got the the hot chick, right? He uh, did. Yeah, yeah so. Ivan Stravowski. Yeah, I think yeah. So uh, I'm I'm a, I'm totally excited, and they said that uh, Black Adam would introduce the world to the Justice Society of America. That that that's phenomenal. Which, by the way, just. As a brief aside, for TV audiences, yes, the Jeff Johns, uh, uh, you know, focused uh, a Star Girl series on CW is coming mm-hmm. that will alter also introduce the Justice Society, which is yet a different version from the other CW series in the Flash Arrowverse, mm-hmm. where through Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're featuring, uh, you know, they had Our Man, they had uh, Commander Steel, which, of course, in the current version of Steel on the show, uh, and even the, the, the they, they retroactively created a Golden Age Vixen as the grandmother of the current Vixen. So we've seen a Justice Society on that show, but after they've just gone through this extensive crisis reboot mm-hmm. where they put all of these universes on the same Earth, mm-hmm. Immediately, they're launching now a new Earth, which will be the Stargirl series, headlined by Luke Wilson as uh, the former kid sidekick Stripesy, who is now, well, I guess adult sidekick Stripesy, who who is now going to be the Stripe, you know, Pat Dugan, the stepfather to Courtney Whitmore. Right, which is uh, essentially like a... um, um, uh, a kai, kaiju suit. Yeah, exa- exactly, yeah, so. exactly, right. From um, a mecha. Uh, like a, like a, like a Pacific Rim, but scaled yes, down a, just a, quite a, a bit. A mecha suit, so very cool. And um, and, and I'll even I'll even say one thing. It. They they went back. Uh, you can go back to uh, Smallville, where they introduced. Oh yes, that's right. And it and, started with Hawkman. Um, yes, but it was pen. That was penned by Jeff Johns himself. I remember that. That was a great. Episode or, or two, uh, it, it, it was two episodes back to back, and then they revisited during the last season as well. Um, and of course, you know, for those that don't know, the, the character of Courtney Whitmore 
which is the the modern age star girl who continues the legacy of the depending on the source material uh, you know it had been uh, a star spangled kid Sylvester mm-hmm. Pendleton in the books looks like based on the trailers she'll literally be continuing the legacy of the golden age star man mm-hmm. it's going to be played by um, uh, uh, communities um, uh, why am I drawing a blank here? Um, uh, Jeff Jung? J- Jeff on Community is that was Joel McHale. Uh, Joel, McHale. Joel, Joel McHale, right? So I don't know if he's playing Ted That's Knight. My three point question. Shit. Damn it! Sorry, buddy. I don't know. I, I don't know if he's. <laughs> oh, Ted. Just yeah. give it to me now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but but it, but anyway, that character, of course, based in real life on the tragic story of Jeff Johns' younger sister, Courtney Johns, mm-hmm. and and he did base it on her. She, you know, I think she passed away somewhere between the ages of thirteen to fifteen, and. So he was very invested in making this character happen for DC, and she's been exported to other media. By the by, the way, why do we get in this topic? Because the Justice Society she's part of, and she's going to be recreating Justice Society on TV. But as you just said, in the movies now, mm-hmm. the Black Adam movie, yep. the Dwayne the Rock Johnson Black Adam movie, will be, be introducing that concept to audiences. Yes, because he was uh, Jeff Johns brought him on board. Uh, he was. Uh, a character in, in need of redemption. Mm. So he was Black Adam. He was uh, Teth Adam before. Yep. He was a champion of Shazam, much like uh, Zachary Levi, Levi's right. character. But something um, went wrong. He turned bad, or he? Um, yes. In if you look at the um, the more modern comic in the original Golden Age comics, um, absolute power corrupted absolutely, yes. and in. The modern retelling, it turns out that um, he was fighting a battle for uh, Nabu and um, Prince Khufu. Yeah, right. That's right. Uh, Hawkman. Misa, Misa yes. like of the Nabu. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wasn't trying to do my Jar Jar. Sorry, Todd. Um, but, um, More of a Dr. Fate reference, but I yes. get where you're going. Yeah, um, yeah Nabu uh, and Prince Khufu, right. who was the, um, the reincarnated, the first incarnation of Hawkman. Mm-hmm. And he was fighting a battle for them, and they came to his homeland. They slaughtered his family. Which ties him to that Egyptian origin, and of course, they relocated him in the modern modern day to the fictional country of Kandak, yes. which is some sort of uh, Iraqi-Egyptian hybrid. Now, speaking of Egyptians, we happen to have a resident one. <laughs> and we happen to have a resident Egyptian wow. who's no stranger to Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Matter of fact, uh, uh, many times during his life, when he's not being mistaken for Corey Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel's brother, uh, Mo has been mi- mistaken for Dwayne the Rock Johnson, especially when he's doing his peck pop. So, Mo, what do you think about this Black Adam movie and the and the potential for him to to be this arch enemy for Shazam? Go for it. It's okay, okay. anytime. Now, so yeah. Eight digits. I mean, we, you, you, <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, I don't think Tidal will watch uh, this movie because he gave Shazam such a such a poor rating. Horrible, right? He um, killed it. Our, he killed it. Not a fan. Yeah, yeah. He didn't like it. He didn't like it whatsoever. But you know, like uh, like Mike said, you know, this is breaking news. We're just absorbing this now. Um, they're definitely going to be in each other's uh, closing credits. Um, it's going to it's going to be huge. It'll be as big as Infinity War. It'll be a billion dollar movie oh my for DC, probably the first. Yeah, you know, I mean, The Rock draws he draws four million um, hits on uh, on Instagram just when he's just showing off, uh, you know, himself working out or or eating the sandwich. You know, that's I mean, but you've got a, an action packed movie like this. It's go, it's going to draw people over and over. And and quite honestly, Shazam was 
was so well done. I hope they they take that formula and, and write it into Black Adam, and it will be just as successful, even more. You know, it's a great observation. The Rock had a, a famous skit on SNL a couple of years ago where he introduced himself, Ming, as Franchise Viagra. He said, <laughs> whether well, it's, whether it's Fast and Furious, it's whether it's GI Joe, you know, yeah. whatever it is, Jumanji. Uh, what was it? Journey to the Center. Yeah, you, Jumanji, heard, yeah. you know, Jumanji. You bring him in, and, and instantly your franchise right. gets juiced. Well, Shazam did pretty well to begin with, so now you're going to introduce The Rock. I think this thing's going to go crazy. Um, next, and, go ahead, Mo. And I'm sure the comics. I'm sure the comics will go way up in value too. So buy the comics now. Buy the. Uh, I, I got, by the way, you guys. I don't know if you know this. In the last year, okay, I think largely because of the Point Blank podcast, Mo has become a big online comic speculator. Really, nice. okay, he's getting scooping up first appearances of characters in TVs, movies. <laughs> he he heard a rumor. Smart. He heard a rumor that uh, that Tigra might appear in the Moon Knight series coming on on <laughs> Disney Plus. He bought up all the early Tigra appearances. Smart man. So, Smart man. So Mo, I, I like this new side of you. My friend. <laughs> All right, we're gonna. Speaking of which, we'll keep it in that sort of that that that, that realm because we're talking. We're moving from movies to TV, and we are moving. Oh, look at this! Here's Tiger right here, Mo. There you get go. out. Oh, sweet. And if you're it. into furries, I mean, uh, uh, Greer Nelson. That's what you want to talk. Shoot, I almost broke her tail off too, dude. But <laughs> hey, stay calm over there, little buddy. Now listen. Is that what you're calling it these days, Ming? Yeah. yeah, I just broke a little tail off a tiger. We um, and I do want to hear uh, Ming's take on this particular one. Next bit of breaking news: It actually happened two weeks ago. We took a week off post Super Bowl to recover from <laughs> from uh, from Pat Mahomes' great fourth quarter comeback. Literally, when they were down ten in the fourth quarter, I turned to John Ross, the intern, and I said, "They definitely have them where they want them." I felt good about that. A minute later, Joe Buck said the same thing on the air. Down 10, they have them where they want them. I, immediately, I felt bad. But but actually, the, the initial uh, uh, was correct. That said, what debuted during the Super Bowl was that extended Disney Plus MCU <laughs> TV. So I don't yeah. know if you guys have broken it down already on Ming and Mike. And if you have, I apologize. But Ming, I want to hear what you have to no, say. No, we, we have not. We've broken it down We yet. saw Unbelievable scenes from WandaVision, yeah. which looked hilarious. Winter Soldier Falcon. And and then even, of course, the Loki series. Yes. So with the WandaVision, you know, you saw little bits of TV sitcoms of years past. You definitely were able to identify Brady Bunch by those oh, stairs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I saw uh, a little bit of uh, a Mary Tyler Moore show. Yep. And then I think even it looked maybe like... Um, Father uh, Knows Best. That was it. Thank you so much. So that looks bananas. And we still don't know how his vision back. I mean, he had the thing yanked out of his head, right? He's gone. Uh, but Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. you got Falcon in the backyard practicing with a shield. Uh, the return of Baron Zemo. And then they kept Loki till the very end. And he said, I'm going to burn this place to the ground. But you did see who was he held prisoner by. Did you notice that? It was the TVA, the Time Variance Authority. Yes. So it's a very esoteric concept from the books uh, introduced during Walt Simonson's run on Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four yeah. I don't have to tell you that, Mike. No. Okay. But uh, but giving. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Donnie. Thanks, Donnie. Sorry, Donnie. <laughs> I, I didn't no. even but know. Give, give me your thoughts, man. Give me your thoughts. Know, I didn't even know they were shooting this. Yeah. They have all this footage already. Yeah. It was yeah, it was insane. I think me and Mike were at the Super Duper Bowl too. Uh huh. So in Asbury Park. In Asbury Park. I think everyone just kind of froze as that as that aired. 
No one was paying attention to. I I can't remember if I was on stage. I knew where we where all we were. All four people stopped. Yeah, all what four they were people doing. who were there stood stopped and watched the screen. The day the Earth stood still. I remember that movie. Okay, yeah, it was yeah, it was like that. I I mean, I'm I'm glad that uh, yeah, I'm I'm pointing up the seven ninety nine. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I was about to ask you. Yes. is this enough to make you it, want it, to pirate somebody it, else's this, password? Finally, okay. Right. I may or may not have signed up for my own account. Whoa! Wow, Mike. This I know, right? Me. And you know about you know my countrymen do not pay for our own things. <laughs> we steal from <laughs> other cultures. Yeah, seriously, you who know, make what? better things. Oh, Take right. a look at the coronavirus. They they just make a really big bonfire. Yeah, is but, what I they mean, do. If this doesn't put you in, I don't know what will. Enjoy uh, everybody. I can't. Did they give a release dates yet? Do we have release dates? Like enjoy um, everybody, like he made. I think the first one they said was August, but I, I'm gonna be honest. I August. Forget, I forget which one of the three that was. I'm gonna put you on the spot right here, Todd. We're gonna come to you next. Of those three, I was hoping for a little Hawkeye footage. We didn't get that. Yeah, I don't. But, I don't even know if they started yeah. that. But yet, but, but of but. those three, which one are you looking forward to the most? Man, that's a tough question. I. I'm gonna go Winter Soldier Falcon. You got two. You got two of them. Right. And you know, yeah. But I think you know. I think you're not stereotype. I think the ladies are obviously waiting for Loki mm. and WandaVision. You know, for the uh, for the kind of sore in all of us. Of course. Well, you know, and, that's a tough question. And though, that dude. Falcon and Winter Soldier, besides obviously the return of Anthony Mackie as the Falcon now. Captain mm-hmm. America, and of course Sebastian Stan as yes. the ever so dreamy Winter Soldier, uh, formerly Bucky, uh, and then of course we have uh, Daniel Bruhl's uh, Baron Zemo returning. Right. But what I also liked very very brief, very quick, you got to slow it down. There's an appearance of Wyatt Russell's John Walker, aka uh, the U.S. Agent. So this is obviously Kurt Russell's son. This guy's been doing great stuff. If you don't believe me, go back and watch Twenty Two Jump Street. Uh, he, he has a great appearance in that. Um, but but um, but 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 he is playing the U.S. Agent, which kind of leads you to what the storyline is, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, Steve Rogers said, "Falcon, you're my next Captain America." Maybe the U.S. government has some other ideas of who should be mm-hmm. slinging the shield, Mike. Oh yeah, absolutely. That was a very uh, seminal run mm-hmm. um you know the the um superhero um what was it the the stupid uh superhuman investigative committee right, uh, right, right i forget their their complete name but uh they essentially said you didn't come up with the idea you didn't come up with the right our government funded research yes. uh, uh our science our chemicals everything the shield Yep. The costume, all ours. The name. Howard, Howard Stark had a part in that Shields creation too. Yeah. So uh, you you do our bidding, and he's like, you know. I'm, I represent the American dream. I do not represent uh, politics. Right. You know, you guys come and go. Me, I stay. Right. And they're like, well, give us that crap back. Yeah. And so they gave it to uh, John Walker, who was uh, he was the super soldier. That's right. Um, the super page. Uh, so, he was super, super patriot, patriot, and then he became the U.S. agent. U.S. agent. Well, after after right. he. Well, actually, it's funny because his name at the time when he was a super patriot was Jack Daniels, and then it was revealed his actual name was John Walker. Yep. So I thought it was pretty funny as well. Yeah, they were uh, pretty clever back then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were also drunk too. Now, Todd, Todd briefly Todd. explain to me why, sure. in the context of Endgame, yes, he gives the Captain American ship to Falcon and not Bucky. Okay, sure. In one sentence or less. Oh, boy. I think I can do it. <laughs> Mike, uh, now listen, you heard the caveat. I know. All right, go for Not it. Not for the I, I, I think I know why, but let's see if Mike has the same reason. Um, go for it. Bucky's got 
too much baggage and that's Falcon the, is that's a, a good soldier. And he, better yet, a good man. And I also think he thinks it might be the time for someone that looks like the Falcon to be the Captain America. Okay, there's a lot going on. Be redemptive for Bucky, though. Like, uh, it could like, be redemptive, and, but 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 also, I mean, this none of this was verbalized in the script. But if you watch that scene, he confided in Bucky what he was doing beforehand. He didn't confide Falcon. When 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 he went back into that time portal to go back and supposedly appear back in five seconds later, him and Bucky had a long lingering hug, and not just the hug of two kids from Brooklyn. It was. Bucky knew what Cap's plan was to come back the long way. Uh, uh, he, he clued him in, and, and therefore they talked it out. And he said, I, I want to do this with the S.H.I.E.L.D. I want to do this with the Captain America ship. And do you agree with me that Sam is the right guy? He goes, but Buck, I'm going to need you to help him. And you're going to see in this series, they think being Captain America is a two-man job. And this is my theory, but, uh, but you know, there's going to be the front man and the back man. That's how it is. Uh, can, I, can I quickly answer please. your question about the three shows? My, that was what uh, I the one I'm looking forward to is Loki. And for a very simple reason, I saw I was you know reading it somewhere. You're super gay for Tom Hiddleston. A description of the show as Loki being Aren't we all? It, it being sort of an evil trickster quantum leap. Ooh, one of my favorite shows of all time. So just con just the thought of him kind of popping in from episode to episode in different situations, different time periods, different other as Loki, extremely interesting premise to me. And 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 it is important to remind viewers. This is not the 2020 2019 evolved Loki. No, this is the trickster, trickster. Uh, 2012 asshole Loki. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Mo, real quick, I don't know uh, you're watching the Super Bowl, maybe you're your nephews, I don't know what was going on. Uh, last year you were at the Super Bowl, this year not so lucky. But but did you get to see the commercial? Which of these three series are you looking forward to, my friend? So we actually watched the watched the Super Bowl in uh, in the community uh, room uh, in the uh, new apartment uh, complex I live in. You and all the other retirees, um, right? Exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a sucker for Loki. Uh, that's uh, you know, I, I watched only the tail end of the commercial. I really didn't see much of it, but I know that um, you know, uh, for me, it, he has the biggest range of what he can do. He can. He, can go to all ends of the universe, whereas some of the other stories are just limited. Well, sure. I mean, he, he wow. when we last saw him, he's in possession of that Tesseract, which, of course, is the Space Stone, right. which previously has been shown to be able to teleport through space. I think the conceit of the show is maybe through time and universes as well, right? Shout out to Nicole Manis. I apologize for everything you're about to hear, but thank you for joining. And I see that uh, Stu Greenberg is saying the one he is a friend of this program. Stu, by the way, thanks for tuning in. We know you had the Winter Twins tonight. We weren't sure you'd be able to make it, but you're saying WandaVision. That's definitely your uh, your your first uh, choice. We haven't spoken about it as anyone's first choice. It just looks like a wacky, zany I no show. Idea. Like what? Where? Nobody where knows. Going to go with it? Is, yeah. is, is it a sitcom? Is it? It's wacky, zany. We don't know what's happening here, but uh, but if it brings Paul Bettany's vision back to the MCU, I'm all no for complaints. it. I, I would love it if it came with the brainwaves of Simon Williams. That would be fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Simon Williams has been portrayed in the MCU. This is a future combat trivia question. We're out of the way now. Portrayed by whom? Uh, Nathan Fillion. Thank you very much. 
movie poster for the same. Yes, the the Stark. Oh, what was it? Stark, the uh, Tony Stark story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll see him once. Uh-huh. That, that would be bananas. Uh, this was not a breaking news. Uh, that I had planned, but I'll just throw it out there since we're talking about MCU okay. cameos, but this is a little bit more than a cameo. What are you guys hearing or feeling on who cross-universal Christian Bale is playing in the his upcoming MCU appearance? Do you guys know? He's in Thor Love and Thunder. That's nope. confirmed. Do you guys hear who he may be portraying? No. Beta Ray Bill? No. No, no break, be, break the story. Okay. That'd be great. So, so what I'm hearing is... <laughs> That it hasn't been revealed yet. Okay. But he's not just going to be in Thor Love and Thunder. That he's going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Nice. As Adam Warlock. That's who I'm hearing Christian Bale is playing. All right. So we have a good friend uh, at, at our former uh, shared universe uh, studio mates, uh, 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 Essential Guy Talk. They had a character, uh, Spoiler Pete, that would come on. He was very plugged into goings on behind the scenes at MCU. Uh, uh, Spoiler Pete, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. Please uh, let us know what you're hearing. But that's what I'm hearing from my sources is that, yes, the news is he's going to be in Thor Love and Thunder. But that's not where he's actually making his first appearance. And this is is our MCU Adam Warlock. Todd. Pat Cool in the house. Thanks for joining us. Pat, what are you hearing, Pat? If you let us know. Ooh. Oh, so Stu, Stu Greenberg is saying he's going to take it a little bit more as Guardian, Balder the Brave. Okay, so the Asgardians Whoa. were slaughtered to death by Hela. What few remained were then halved by Thanos. So whatever few are left, could Thor's brother Balder be among those who survived? I'd certainly like to see Balder the Brave. Uh, Todd, you may remember. In eighth grade, okay. In, in, okay, so we're gonna take it <laughs> way down. back to eighth grade. Doubtful. Okay, so we're gonna take it way back. Okay, it's a lot of booze it's under a the bridge. Long, a lot of malore to go. So, so, so back in eighth grade. All right, we were in uh, uh, our English teacher was Kip Ziegler, Mr. Ziegler. Sure. Okay, and of course he had a student teacher, Heidi Jarvie, Miss Jarvie. All right, and that always I had a weird feeling with her, but who knows? So, and in, in any event, um, we were all assigned. Different uh, for a particular project, different pantheons of mythology. So good old friend Seth Ruderman and I, we we did Norse mythology. Okay, we went through our entire presentation. It went great. And then, like the next day, you and friend of the program, Luis Bordon, Luis Bordon, Luis Antonio Mateo, Bordon, 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 Bordon. yes, you guys had to do Teutonic mythology. Yes, and I actually, I mean, we went first, but I felt horrible because it was the same project, the same gods. We did Odin, you did Odin, but I mean, other than that, I mean, it's the same here. So I'm sure you remember Balder the Brave. Absolutely. Okay, good. Glad to hear that. Thanks for backing me up on that. George Setti <laughs> joining us. Thank you, George. We wish you were in studio with us, but it's good to have you on uh, on 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 the uh, on the comments board. So now board I, don't, I don't know where you're seeing George. I'm looking at the integrated comments. I don't see him. You're just seeing that he's watching. So Bingo. George, uh, we need you to make a comment. So I see on the board. Uh, who else do we have oh, here? Oh, no comment, all right. Who's that after Stu right there? By the way, Stu, yes. Antistotle. Okay, saying Nathan Fillion should have... Should have played Beckett, Beckett in Star Wars solo instead of Woody Harrelson. Wow. Okay. I mean, I thought Woody did a good job. Um, and almost that, every role is improved by Nathan Fillion. I mean, you have to admit, but... Well, I would say almost every role, with the exception of any role that Woody Harrelson plays. <laughs> I mean, Woody's Fair the enough. man. It's tough. Yeah, it's hard to beat. Hard it's to tough. beat. Okay, uh, so listen, guys, that's it for breaking news. Um, Can I give you one? I mean, speaking of roles that are hard to beat, uh, I I just wanted to talk for a second about our main man, friend of the the program and frequent guest, Nicolas Cage. Okay. Uh, 
former point blank guest Nicholas Cage. But go ahead. Exactly. So I've been holding off on, or holding on to an update uh, on a, a movie that Nick has upcoming since about November of last year. Now this may be very old news at this point. Ghost Rider Three. We haven't talked about it, so I just wanted to I just wanted to throw National it out there. National Treasure Fund. And read a read a, an excerpt from an article that I read. Back in mid-November. Now, this is about an, a Nick Cage movie called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Have you heard about this? All right. I have not. I'm going to read this to you. This is from a, this is from a, an the, industry the magazine. The Mike Zapsic story? Yes. <laughs> this, is a, this is a project snapped up by Lionsgate after a fierce... I'm right here. I can punch you in the face. I know. I'm right, right here. Can you reach out, Mr. Fantastic? <laughs> I, the, the only thing, I will crawl across this table and, across and beat the, the shit the, out of you. The question is, isn't can he reach you from there? And this is where I feel bad for you, Can my you friend. run from me? It's, is his reach longer than your reach? And that's that's the uh, question. Definitely. Okay, so we got to be careful here. Go ahead, Okay. Uh, I will make it look like suicide, folks. The unbearable weight of massive talent. This is a project snapped up by Lionsgate after a fierce bidding war with HBO Max and Paramount. Okay. In it, Cage, Nick Cage, if deals close, would star as actor Nicolas Cage. (laughs) The character is... I'm just going to read this to you because it's fantastic. Didn't they do this already? The character is desperate to get a role in a new Tarantino movie while also dealing with a strained relationship with his teenage daughter. He also occasionally talks to an egotistical 1990s version of himself who rides him for making too many crappy movies and for not being a star anymore. What? The Cage character is also under a mountain of debt and finds himself forced to make an appearance at the birthday party of a Mexican billionaire who happens to be a fan of Cage's work and secretly hopes to show him a script on which he's been working. While he bonds with the man, Cage is informed by the CIA that the billionaire is actually a drug cartel kingpin who has kidnapped the daughter of a Mexican presidential nominee and is recruited by the U.S. government to get intelligence. The situation spirals even more dramatically when the Mexican brings over Cage's daughter and his ex-wife for a reconciliation. When their lives are on the line, Cage takes on the role of a lifetime. Nick Cage, I the unbearable weight of massive talent. The only thing that could make that better is if halfway through the movie he switched faces with the Mexican drug lord. I swear to God, they took like <laughs> they took the script from Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, face off. Face off. <laughs> being John Malkovich. Yes. Yes. And yes. and put Nick Cage in it. And and, and what <laughs> was the Cynic Doge New York had something to do with um, that. And the, the Chuck Barris movie, for God's sake. Oh, uh, and what's the one he was in with Meryl Streep and, and Sophie's Choice. Uh, no, no. No, 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 no. Which which one with Meryl Streep? Which, which he was well, he was a writer and and Oh and the, no, that was that was uh Adaptation? Um, adaptation. Yeah. adaptation. Yeah. No, that was Will Ferrell. No, 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 no. I, I, was I, it him? I, I know the one. You're, yes, I think it was adaptation where he played Charlie. Uh, what's his face? Yes, but yes. Okay, so there's a lot going on there. A lot going on. We'll have to ask him about it next time he's on. Okay, well, we're gonna try to get him. It's not like he's gonna have a busy shooting schedule playing two roles in the in the movie. At As least. himself. No, he's playing and then a all the roles. of himself. Yeah, he's playing the Mexican billionaire, and the, <laughs> and the his daughter, ex-wife and, and his daughter and the daughter having the quinceanera. Okay. <laughs> Thank Todd, you. do me a favor. Take us through the beer that we just drank here. This is a delicious beer. Okay, what was this it? is uh, this is from the Sour Beer Company. This is called rare, a rare. It's a rare barrel Stone Age Love Golden Sour Beer aged in oak barrels with tart cherries. It's a seven point eight uh, percent beer. Okay, it has a note on the front. Contains alcohol. Thank Good you. Good to know. And uh, this is a blend of Golden Age sour beers aged in oak barrels with tart cherries, fermented in 
Breta no mysis animola, we'll saison just, yeast, and a Belgian mix called. We'll just call that Brett. Yeah. Sure. Uh, it's an homage to classic cherry sour beers. Showcases notes of fresh picked cherries, tart lemonade, and hints of. So the tart oh, yeah. cherry was able to come right off the front. Did you say Fantastic. this was a blend as well of some different uh, uh, versions of it? Yes. I think I said that. Okay. Brett, Brett animola, the saison yeast, and a Belgian mixed culture. Yeah, the, the cherries, tart lemonade, and hints of noy, noya, N-O-Y-A-U-X. Well, you got me on that one. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I found it to be refreshing at 7.8. It's a reflection of the times to say that's the lowest alcohol we'll be drinking tonight. Um, delicious. Pick this one up at Craft and Carry. Craft and Carry has multiple locations. This I picked up at their St. Mark Street location. What else are they carrying? They are carrying at least two Ross Brewing beers, and starting next week, they'll be carrying three Ross Brewing beers. But uh, but this is a great one. We don't do anything quite like this with the, the, the Belgian sour blend uh, with the tart cherries. We do do a sour cherry saison. Which would be our closest, but this was really, really well done. So Noya, I don't know how to pronounce it. Noya, Noyoy. You have French. You have French in your background. N O Y A U X. It's no the yo. name. No, no, Noyo. Noyo. It's the name for the bits of stone fruit and the aromatic liqueur made from them. So, a sweet, intoxicating aroma. Like you, you were a chef, did you use stone fruit at all? Never. Okay, so there we you go. Would, but I've been out of the game for a very long time. So, and I noticed that it's there was a lot of sediment in the bottom. Uh, of that, so. You, so you did absolutely. What I did is it looked so gross. I just mixed it up and then chugged it. Of so, course, that's, 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 that's what we used to do with the Heineken that got skunked. <laughs> you know, All right, there you go. All right, we're gonna get to a new segment, guys. And uh, and this segment was teased before. And this segment is called Point Blank Picks. Point blank picks. Ming, I'm going to ask you, if you don't mind, because yes. I love seeing Mo in stereo here. Okay. Let's flip back to the comments on the got one it. side. We got Mo on the other. Got Look at it. that smiling, beautiful face of his. Um, uh, here we go. Shout out to the Sour Beer Company. Yes. So, so this segment, Point Blank Picks, we're going to go around the room, and this is an opportunity for you guys to try to convince the rest of us on the show why we should be watching listening to, reading, etc. something. So whether it's a TV show or a movie or it's a book. Uh, now, here's the thing. You also have to be able to defend your position because okay. we may say that's crap. That's crap for X reason. So, Todd, uh, this uh, this particular segment, I think, was one of your brain children. So, see, that's a plural of brainchild. I just learned that myself right there. So, Todd, can you go ahead and kick it off? Mo, we're going to be coming to you next, so get ready. So, your point-blank pick for this week is? Sure. Well, you set this up in a very controversial kind of way that we're going to challenge you. I mean, I thought this was a fun way to just kind of put out there. Have for, you watched the program? For our audience, a way to, uh, to to pick up on some things that you might not have yet hit. But Go for it. I like, the, I like to be challenged on it. So one of them was going to be for me, uh, the new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'll just put a minor plug in the for that. The president likes that, I've heard. <laughs> I don't think he quite got what was happening there. No, I don't think he does but, either. Um, but no, at it's, all. it's all good. But no, the one I'm going to throw out I, and I'm I'm I'd have to go back to the archives and see if we talked about this in our year-end roundup from last year this is a show from last year that I missed out on and uh, and just watched the first episode of which is Ozark uh, oh, Jason mm. Bateman's Ozark how many seasons are we into it there's two We're I think two only seasons. one season he's in the second or is there two Jason, already Jason out there Bateman? yeah 
Yeah, there are two. There's two seasons. seasons. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm way behind. Um, but for some reason or another, uh, the fan of the podcast and and uh, and and wife Cheney Sullivan and I just watched. <laughs> she's actually not a fan of the podcast. <laughs> funnily enough, I, I, I put that on there inaccurately. Okay. Um, no, we we threw this on uh, a week or so ago, just out of nowhere. It popped up, and I was like, oh, I've always wanted to see this, and and big Jason Basement fan. Yeah. Um, well, and heard good real, things about real, real, it. Real quick. Who's not a big Jason Bateman fan? I mean, you got to love him. But Mike, I would turn to you for a negative. Is there No, a, absolutely okay, that, not. Okay, so no, Jason know. Bateman, kid, teen, you know, Fantastic adult, actor. Now, and, didn't I say Ozark was awesome? You, and I, also no, directed. No, no, so you, no, did, no, you, did, show, you, you didn't say it was awesome. It was on your top ten list. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay so sure. I, I was trying to remember if, if anyone had mentioned it. So watch the first episode only. Had heard good things about it, um, but wasn't quite sure. I was floored by it. It was fantastic, uh, really well done, really interesting, kind of dark, twisted, unexpected turns over the course of it. Uh, literally only watched one episode so far. Can't wait to get into What's it. What's the platform? How can we watch this? This is on Netflix, yes, I believe. Sir? Yeah. It's okay. a Netflix show. So I, I, what I would so say Mo is... Uh, Mo, is, Mo. It, is it Netflix gonna, or Amazon Prime? Yes, it's definitely one of those two. Okay, all right. And uh, Ming's going to post on our on our webpage the uh, Mike's credentials for both yeah, there of you those, go. Okay. so you can, you can get in and, and <laughs> watch that with no problem. He's been sharing it with everybody else. I don't uh, see why so, you shouldn't so share with the rest the thing, of the world. Here's why I'm a little mad at you, my friend, because I wanted to be able to attack your pick, but as soon as you <laughs> as soon as you invoke Jason Bateman, it's, you can't do it. How can you? Can't it's do tough. it. All right. Whether, whether it's whether it's the movie Dodgeball. Okay, or it's or it's Valerie's family, you know. Where game night, even game night was excellent. A lot of fun. Necessary roughness. The it, list goes on. Th- there's a Peter Berg movie. I really think I really. And it's not my point, Mike Pick, but I really think it's one of the most underrated movies. Love uh, Peter Berg, which is called. Well, go ahead. Are you going to say extract? Is uh, that... No, I didn't see that one. I didn't say. Oh, okay. It's, it's it's called The Kingdom. Okay, and it's about that the, was really good. I know it was really good, man. I mean, it should be my pick, but it's about an FBI mission to the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, and and Jason Bateman Famous is like, fantastic. He plays like the fourth lead, but he's fucking great as he always is. Anyway, interesting pick. Also in the new Stephen King adaptation on HBO, which so I, have not I was going to I was gonna mention it's The Outsider. Soon I've been watching it. Great series. He's the executive producer and the producer on the series. He also stars in it, and his role takes a very interesting twist for those that haven't read the book. Mo, your point-blank pick from Mighty Mo Youssef going for it. Um, By the way, okay. Mike Piscatelli so says, pick- hold on, hold on. Mike Piscatelli says, you may want to mention Arrested Development. Yeah, just a little oh, show that was that, all right. It was all right. You yeah, may want right. to yeah. mention how I... A little show that nobody saw. Good, 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 good pick there, Mike. <laughs> go, go ahead there. Right. Uh, go ahead, Mo. All right. This won't be everybody's cup of tea, but I, just, I thought it was such an awesome, awesome, scary movie, right? It's called Unfriended. Have you, any of you seen it? No, I have not. All right, it's on Netflix. I think Mike it, uh, went with his son. It came out in 2014. Um, okay. It's a story about um, some kids who had that bullied uh, this girl uh, online, and uh, and uh, she committed she committed suicide, and then uh, she uh, exacts her revenge after that. Right? Wait, she committed suicide, um, but, and then she exacts her revenge. How does that work? Yes. Well, you'll have to watch the movie. And so, anyway, I mean, this thing had me locked in to my uh, 
to my iPad, and every five seconds or so, I kept looking up at the door, looking to see if anybody was going to rush through. It just, yeah, it's been so long since I've I've had a movie like this that just actually scared me. So if you guys are in the mood to like scare somebody, you know, I I, I know you guys uh, all have significant others. You know, you you know, you could just uh, start this movie off and go, oh, I hear this is a pretty funny movie. And just scare the crap out of somebody. Unfriended. Yeah. Sitting at a 37% Unfriended. audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Unfri- Unfriended. Well, Mo is definitely part of that 37%. And here's the part where you got to defend your right. pick, okay? <laughs> so I happen to be the father okay. of a teenage girl. And most okay. weekends, you can find her right up the road at the AMC Monmouth Mall, watching whatever the horror shock of the week is. Usually yep. it's something like the doll part six or whatever they're up to these days. <laughs> uh, but she saw Unfriended. And she also oh. gave it a thumbs up. So actually, you lose points for that. So, uh, so <laughs> that, that, that you're aligned with a 14 year old girl. Oh, she's 15 now. She, we had her. We had her quinceanera a few weeks ago. Are, are you sure you want to say that way. you're aligned with a 15 year old girl? Because I can get Mo on a lot of lists right now. <laughs> Muhammad Yusuf is already on. More than Muhammad is on. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's good to know, Mo. Uh, Mike, let's swing it over to you. Your point. Point blank pick. We've had a we've had a TV show. We've had a movie. You're up, my friend. I'm going to do another TV show, okay. and it's, um, it's a show that's been around for a while. And my wife and I just got into it. Sat down. Uh, I've heard good things about it. Uh, I've caught an episode or parts of an episode here or there. But I just said, you know what? Let me sit down and see what's going on with this Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Go for Strong. it. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Very. Uh, we're just in the middle of the first season. Okay. It is uh, Andre Brower. King. Amazing. Uh, Andy Samberg. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Probably a lot less annoying than you thought he'd be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. I I thought he was cut from the same cloth as um, his movie dad, Adam Sandler. Uh, no, oh, no. J- J- Jimmy Fallon, <laughs> who actually Adam Sandler was on an episode. Yeah, of that, yeah. So I was like, that's pretty funny. And Joe Theismann, they broke his leg. That was yeah. good. I like that one. Um, it's, it's a great cast. Terry Crews and um, floored me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marilu Henner is in it. Oh yes, really? yes, yes! I remember that. Looking no, no, no. stunning. You're, I was you're, like, you're, you're back. You're in the first season. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm like, holy crap, Mo! What are you yeah. doing? Is that Mo? Yes, what? it's Mo. Yes. Is there Mo. a cleaning woman in your apartment? What's happening? Are you jerking off? What's going on? Yeah. Are you tuning as the piano? As soon as he heard about Mary Lou Henner, he yeah. got excited. Sorry about he that. Got real are you popping corn by hand? The, uh... Are you wearing pants? <laughs> are, are, are you wearing crisp pants? <laughs> okay, there's no requirement to wear if pants. If you are wearing line. pants, why? <laughs> yeah, seriously, I wouldn't. I mean, for God's yeah, sake. I'm still in the office, so uh, yeah. yeah uh, I'm, wearing, all right, I'm, I'm sorry. Continue, Mike. Okay. Continue, Mike. My um, bad. Yeah, my bad. Sorry. I didn't hear that on my end. So funny I as hell. I realize that something was happening. Mike. Don't worry about it, Mo. I used to, to click a pen because it was a nervous habit. And people are like, what the fuck is that clicking sound? No. It's on you. It was on me. <clears throat> so um, much as I'd love to attack that, I can't. And in fact... Nothing makes me happier than people discovering Brooklyn Nine-Nine now, well into its run. Matter of fact, I think the current season actually premiered this past week. Thursday. And and, um, that's something that Sue and I were fortunate, the lovely Suzanne and I were very fortunate enough to grab from the first episode. Mm -hmm. And 
in return, it grabbed us. Yeah. Andre Brower, I'll watch anything he's in if the man read the phone book. Todd, you may remember in 1989, we saw him as the emancipated slave Thomas during the movie uh, uh, Glory, Glory. Yeah. of course. And uh, and since then, of course, Homicide, he's been tremendous. Sure. And anything else he's been in, he brings a level of gravitas to what would, would, would be accurately described probably as a slapstick comedy and 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 this show it only mike here's what i can tell you it only gets smarter better and funnier as it gets on and is able to create its own lore and mythology that it can then reference just the way community did by the way so Fantastic. They, they did, that's a little tease like right that. there yeah. okay shout out on the side for andy sandberg's pop star Never stop, never stopping. Why are you saying that? No, you no, no, it's called Pop Star Never Stop Popping. It has a very special it's place. Never stop, never stopping. Okay, so they changed it, but go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Very special place. <laughs> very special place. In my life, 44 years. Sure. It's the only movie I've ever gone to the movies and seen by myself. Wait, wait, it gets better. And then I was the only person in the theater. <laughs> Wow. Okay. I was in Rochester, New York. It was for my graduation weekend from 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 uh, business school. Uh, the lovely Suzanne was going to take the kids up, John Ross, the intern, and Kara, and they were going to come up and join me. I had a day up there without them until they got there, and I said, "What am I going to do in Rochester, New York? I already had visited Genesee Brewery, Brewery three times, so I I went to the movies." And I watched Popstar. And I've gone for Genesee four times. <laughs> I was, Todd, I'm not kidding. I bring this up all the time. I don't understand. It was out of the movies in one week, folks, okay? But that was a funny movie. Great. Go for it. No, that's all I got. It was it was great. And uh, it, I, I enjoyed it. You saw the movie? That, I rented I've never it. Met I watched anyone it on, that's I watched watched it on TV. Movie. I didn't go to the movie theater to see it, uh, as evidenced by you being alone in the theater. I don't know that anyone did, but it's, it's legit funny. So check it out. There you go. All right. You see, you picturing you sitting there by yourself makes it all that more enjoyable. I was just like pouring the popcorn like this, and there was nobody around. <laughs> Ming, TV's Ming Chen. Yes. Point blank pick for this week. I'm gonna go movie. Uh, we all know the genius of John Favreau, Iron Man, um, uh, Elf, mm-hmm. uh, um, to name many, many others. Swingers. Swingers. Yes. But in 2001, he reteamed Friends. with Vince Vaughn. Uh, for a movie called Made, which, I remember, which apparently nobody's ever seen. Sean Puffy P Diddy Combs which stars Sean Puffy Combs <laughs> stars Faze on Love from the Replacements. Yeah, yes, uh, stars a uh, uh, Dustin Screech Diamond. Oh, I didn't. Uh, stars wow. Famke Jansen. Yeah, uh, amongst many others, uh, where they reteam instead of <sighs> instead of uh, you know um, John Favreau, Peter Falk, Peter Falk. Yep. Uh, and uh, the guy play, uh, Big Pussy what's his name again oh, uh, uh, oh crap Vincent Vincent, Vincent, Vincent Pastor. Uh, Pastor, yeah, yes. Pastor, yeah. yeah instead of them causing trouble in LA they go from LA to New York and cause trouble here on the Sam Rockwell East Coast oh Sam Rockwell Dre DeMatteo's in there Dre DeMatteo De yes many many yeah, stars some Sopranos crossover there uh, what is this a Robert Altman film uh, it is not. I mean, what a pull here. Yeah, but I don't know why no one has seen this movie except I, I, for. Have you seen it? I, I saw it, loved it. Thought it I was saw great. it in the theater, and I was like, "This is brilliant." Why is this in, in that's indie two, theaters? That's two of us then. Okay. Yeah. This I, Favreau's directorial debut. Yes, it there is. You go. Yes. So this one started it all. Here's the thing. This started it all. I think it was poorly received. I think not the movie's fault. Sure. I think people were expecting 
more of a sequel to, to Swingers. Sure, which it kind of was, actually. It, thematically, but, but, you know, obviously they're different characters and they're in a different setting and all this. Sure. Okay, yeah. I would, almost, I would almost, I would almost, well, they, they come to the East Coast, uh, Peter Falk plays a mob boss, they come for uh, this nebulous, something called the drop, mm-hmm. which I think that may have hindered people from watching, it's like, what's going on here? Right. You know, it doesn't matter. And uh, uh, produced by Peter Billingsley, who played Ralphie in A Christmas Story. <laughs> Absolutely. Who and- famously was trying to get them not to curse so much in the movie, except on the day he wasn't there. There was a scene where he wasn't there. They're fighting, and they dropped the F-bomb like 137 times. No way. Yes. Okay. Peter Billingsley, by the way, just appeared on camera in what MCU movie? Doom, 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 doom. I know doom, the answer to this. Doom, doom, doom. Wait a minute. I should, We're too. almost out of time. Well, you have three seconds. Hmm. Yeah. Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, okay. Spider-Man Far From Home. Peter Billingsley played a former... Stark Industries employee disgruntled That's right. was working on the team of Mysterio. Uh-huh. Let's not yes. say anything else for those that haven't seen the movie yet. But uh, yes, Peter Billingsley. First time I've seen him on camera since Christmas Story. Yes. Uh, he has considerably less hair now. Just I'll, I'll get that out. Yeah, here. way underrated movie, in my opinion. If you've not seen it, look it up. I think it's on Amazon. Which one? Christmas Story? Uh, no, yeah, Christmas it's, Story. No <laughs> one's seen that movie. Way underrated. Uh, look it up. I think it's on Amazon Prime Video right now. Okay. It's. Uh, I mean, it should be on multiple streams. I don't think formats. I've seen it since it came. Was that 2001? 2001. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, yeah, I saw it in a theater in Alhambra, California when I was living my brief stint out in L.A. back in 2001. Okay, so I have not seen it since then, and it is a um, it is a movie that I want to see again. So thank you for bringing that up. Oh yeah, for sure. So uh, we've had Tan, we've had Mike, we've had Mo, we've had Ming. So uh, I'm gonna give mine. Okay. Okay. And this is a movie I hope that you guys have seen, but I think there's a large population of people that have not. And my point blank pick comes to us from the year 1998. And the movie is called Ronin. Okay. Oh, dude. Okay. De Niro. Wow. The movie is Robert De Niro. Another one of those movies I thought no one else had seen. Jean Reno is in this. Okay. Uh, Just fresh off his role as Leon the Professional. Uh, You had the Oscar nominated this year, Jonathan Price. Okay. In the film as well. You've got uh, uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Stellan Skarsgård, of course, MCU actor. Sean Bean, I was saving for last because, uh, uh, thank you. And, for, and for uh, Natasha McGowan, right? You've Friends. got it. Yeah. You skip said it. It's just an absolute great cast. Sean Bean plays a Sean Bean-esque role. Uh, look, this is a movie. It's a heist movie. It's a spy thriller. It's a whodunit. It's a mystery. It's all in one. Yes. Intense action. Wow. Directed by one of the most experienced directors in thrilling chase scenes. And this is John Frankenheimer. And, and, and. Despite the incredible acting and dialogue in this movie, what I think it's it's most favorably remembered for are the chase scenes through the streets of Paris, the car scenes. Uh, I, I, Ming, I'm glad you've seen it. I've gone most of my life, and Todd, you're sitting to my right, and it sounds like you've seen it, but I didn't realize that. I, I've yet to encounter someone that's seen it. We've We've mentioned movies before that if you're scrolling through the channels and you see a movie, you stop and you watch it. And certainly for me, Hunt for Red October is in that category. Sure. Okay. 
uh, A Few Good Men. This is a movie that's in a different category. If I'm scrolling through the channels and it's on, I don't stop and watch it. I stop and go back to On Demand and watch it from the <laughs> no, beginning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, it's, a, it's just a great, 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 great film. And uh, I, 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 I couldn't recommend it more. That's why it's a point blank pick. I, 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 Katarina so Vitt is in it. Katarina Vitt. Uh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Can't yes. go wrong. Skater. Yes. Uh, Katarina Vitt. Uh, a, a small but pivotal role. Yeah. Uh, so, Todd, you've seen it. Ming, you've seen it. Mike? I'm sorry, I haven't seen it. Okay. I'm going to now, though. I, 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 really... I will see that. I'm going to see Made because we're supposed to podcast with somebody so, about Made. Oh, dude. If I, oh, is that going to be one of your... That's uh, a check as a... Well, I mean, it's a 90... It's uh, in one way, but it's a commentary movie for there. sure. Absolutely. Okay, all right, all right. But, yeah, I mean, that... uh, back to Ronan, there's a 15-minute, like, car chase Literally. in Paris. It's a fantastic Literally. car Which is chase. bar none. In Highways. My, in my... Tunnels. It's up there. Guys, yeah. Small small streets, runway, and it's insane. They didn't get it all. If yeah. this doesn't get you enough, Mike, here are the five taglines for this movie listed on IMDb. Your ally could become your enemy. Oh, that's scary. The map is not the territory. I don't know what that means. How do you catch an enemy when he is your best friend? Right. That, Lo- what? Loyal- loyalty is bought. Betrayal is a way of life. And... Anyone is an enemy for a price. This might be why it didn't. Wasn't that no one saw? <laughs> I was going to say, are, are these the Japanese tagline. translations? Yeah, right. Great film, <laughs> horrible marketing. Yeah. The map, horrible the marketing. map. The map is not the territory. What is that? What does <laughs> yeah. that mean? <laughs> Figure it out. Nothing. What does it mean? Figure it out. That's uh, what it means. John Frankenheimer used to be a race car driver. Exactly. So he that, mounted but cameras. That's why, that's yes, why he's fantastic. He, oh. And uh, yeah, there, there's yeah. Uh, De Niro's driving like a Renault, some souped-up Renault, yep. and they're being chased by like M5s. And uh, my favorite line in the movie is like, "I require Audi S8." Yes, it's like yes. you know, I'm a car guy. I was like, "That's awesome." There's another line from the movie that I actually use this all the time, and John Rossi could tell you that. And the line is this: "If there's ever any doubt." There's no doubt. Okay, De Niro says that when he's teaching John Renault about you know uh, how to assess a certain situation from an espionage point right. of view, and he's like, "If there's ever any doubt, there's no doubt." And I, I, you know what? I don't care. Work be damned tomorrow. I'm gonna go home and watch this movie yeah. tonight. I am. Absolutely. I, I, I imagine a Jean Renault doing a John Wayne accent to get past a, <laughs> like a, a security guard. <laughs> I think they actually mashed it up with John Wayne, actually. I, I read somewhere in the commentary. No, really? That's what I heard, yeah. Oh, they, they they treated the voice. Uh, actually, yeah, Ronan also carries a very special place in my heart for, for a different reason. It was one of the first two DVDs I ever bought. I went to the store. I bought my first two DVDs. One was Ronan. Lovely Suzanne, I know you're tuning in. Do you remember what the other one was? Too slow. It was X Men. So I bought Ooh. Ronin and X Men. Those were the first two DVDs I ever bought. Wow! Uh, all right. So that's what a po- great poll. That was great poll. Point blank picks. Hey, listen, Ming, you inspire me. You went back to two thousand one. Yeah. I had to go a little bit deeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but, but uh, anyway. So anyway, point blank picks. So we do invite our point blank fans, viewers, what and listeners. In? Let's see what you in got in the comments. Let us hear it. You know, uh, what, what are some movies, show, TV shows? Maybe it's a book. Maybe it's even an album. You know, something that you think. And, and certainly give us feedback on the ones that we presented here today. Okay. So, Todd, before we go any further, you want to talk to us about the second beer we're drinking? Yeah. Next up, this is a, uh, a grim brewery beer, which is uh, de- delightful. It's a KVAS. Kvass. Kvass. A Kvass-style session ale. 
with rye bagels mm-hmm. and raisins. This is called uh, Bublik, I believe. Uh, what, are we call- what are we calling this one? Yeah, that's what it says. Bro- Bo- brewed Bublik. By- Bublik. Brewed by Grimm, Brooklyn, New York. Um, this is very interesting. Very yeah. Take a look at the label. It's well, delightful. listen, Ming here. Give us a little zoom in here. Okay, uh, I don't know if you can see the, uh, the, the very unique. <laughs> here's this. Here's the the, uh, the very uh, yes. The very unique label yeah, art the there. Zoom. So there's a couple, there's a couple of things that come to mind with this. All right. So so for those that the uninitiated, a kvass is um is like an Eastern European type beer, but 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 it it, it doesn't necessarily fit the definition of beer. So in other words, it could be made from and traditionally is made from fermented rye bread. So rather than using the, the, the core ingredient for beer, which is malted barley, they're using rye bread. And uh, certainly a good friend of the program, Cesar E. Caesar Starzak, I'm sure he's had this in his native Poland, uh, Poland, uh, Lithuania, you know, Latvia, Estonia as well, uh, Hungary, uh, Hungary, also known as Hungary. Sure. Uh, so this is where this, this kvass <laughs> will come from. So, uh, so in any event, but I think what they did here is they, they brewed a traditional beer, and instead they added what? Instead of rye bread, they added, you said, rye bagels? Yeah, rye bagels and raisins is what we got on the label here. So I don't think this one is too high of an alcohol. Very low, 2.2%. All right. That's got to be a record low 2. for... 2.2, is that legal? For uh, Point Blank Podcast. I think that's an O'Doul's you're drinking, gentlemen. <laughs> it's very, very good, though. But yeah, I didn't know that was even legal. So there, there is definitely some interesting flavors going on here. I mean, there's nobody alive that enjoys a cinnamon raisin bagel better than this guy right here. But a rye raisin bagel? <laughs> that's the whole problem that's here. That's a problem. There's some different things going on, Todd, and I'm going to tell you something about this particular one. Yes. You were actually with me on our February 2019, not November 2019, our February 2019 Brooklyn Brewery bus tour yes. where we picked this up at Grim Brewery in person. I've been aging it since then. And uh, and if there's any more left, please top me off. Yeah, there is not. So enjoy the last bit. <laughs> he just spit it onto his computer. The lovely yeah, Suzanne. If, you're, if you need to get John a... <laughs> Birthday slash anniversary present. He needs a new laptop now. <laughs> Valentine's Day is coming up as well. Uh, let's crack this this, this third bad boy open here. Uh, it is at this time I should mention. On our way to the program tonight, uh, we're coming from New York City, and Todd's in for our, I'm assuming a one short of his, tr- two hour drive away. One of his normal no, it's three. He left the city at five thirty. We arrived here at eight forty. So uh, so what happened to us? What what befell us on the way down here? So first thing Todd said, hey, I've yet to see the the, the property for this future Ross Brewing operation you guys have going. Oh, I've heard great things. So we uh, we did stop by to our 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 super for now super secret location uh, that'll be opening this summer and um, and we stopped by and we and we walked the property and we perused it and before we go any further Todd without revealing anything that will compromise the top secret location what did you think of the property? I couldn't be more excited for it to open I mean I think the potential's uh, all there I was uh, surprised to learn that there you don't need to do any new construction. You've got buildings in place. It's on the waterfront of uh, this lovely state of New Jersey. And 
the you can see i mean it's kind of like those movies where you've got the raw materials and you look and you see the vision of everything that's about to go up there uh, i can't wait i can't wait for this summer for it to uh to to achieve the the, the vision that you've got in your mind for what you want to do there let's do it you know as friend of the program greg rosen uh, uh who's a chief architect um over at Peromi T, who Ross Spring has collaborated with, by the way. Indeed. As uh, as friend of the program, Greg Rosen said, most famously at the Ross Spring launch party December 5th, where Ming and Mike were, of course, present as, uh, as celebrity beer tenders. Um, he said, you know, Todd comes in for work so often now, it's just not special anymore. And, you know, I definitely... I, 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 Appreciate that, Greg. Thank you. I definitely concur with that assessment. But uh, but that said, uh, besides visiting that Ross Spring site, we were on our way here, and we would have been very early. Yeah, record if, record early. Like an hour early. Yeah. If you didn't insist on stopping somewhere on the way. It was entirely my fault. And so we did stop at Carton Brewing on the way in the Atlantic Highlands. And... Um, for a Wednesday night, I mean, the place was hopping. If you haven't been to Carton Brewing recently, I see what you did there. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Uh, if uh, if you haven't been to Carton Brewing recently, they opened in August of 2011 uh, in the Atlantic Highlands. They are tied with Cane Brewing, who also opened in August 2011, as the first breweries in Monmouth County. And there's some debate as to which opened which week and which day, but let's just say they're tied. They opened the same month and same year. So. They've had one little tiny bar, maybe an eight-foot-long bar in their tasting room on the second floor on Washington Street in the Atlantic Highlands for the last nine years. Until until a few months ago. When they had this other – so what they did is they, they – God bless them, great success. They were able to buy the property next door, level the buildings there, build a state-of-the-art mega brewery there, and their original building now – They've just turned into a, a huge tasting room experience. So upstairs where there was the one bar, they built a second bar. They got rid of the offices. They got rid of the storage. Downstairs where it was storage, they put a third bar. Uh, it's great. You go there. You take the tour, the state-mandated tour. That's right, New Jersey in 2020. You are still mandated to take a tour before you can sample uh, uh, and, and buy beverages at a brewery. However, we have to thank the state. They did reduce it from taking the tour every single time you go <laughs> to you have to take the tour once in a year. Okay. So if you go back in the same year, you don't have to take the tour. But in any event, what they've done there is great. They're, they're maximizing their space. We had some tremendous beers tonight. My favorite was the Cosmonaut, which is their Russian Imperial Stout made with freeze-dried ice cream. So see what's going oh, on there. Oh, yeah. Space, yeah, ice cream uh, of the future, yes. Exactly. You remember space that when we were kids, of course. Of course. Did you have a favorite that, that I enjoyed that sour that I had that had the bear? Um, there was a very in, oh shit, I'm bear claw for Rome, Lagom, yeah, yeah, Lagom, yes, that's what it was, yes, and that was uh, a blended sour, if I remember correctly. Indeed, it was. It was, I'm looking up what, what the uh. It was especially it was a it was a Berliner Weiss style beer. Yes, that had um, was, was it, it Lagenberries in li- there? Licorice, licorice, hints of licorice and red wine grapes uh-huh. in, a, in a sour. It was it was quite delightful. Um, that was uh, yeah, Lagom. Carton Brewery, very very good stuff. Thank you. All right, so so we just we gave a few extra bonus beers here because we didn't have those in studio, but we did have them on the way here, and that certainly impacted a lot of what's going on. And in fact. 
Shout out to Lissa Hadjoy. Again, I'm, I'm sorry for everything you hear. Rocco Baracco on the line as whoa, well. Whoa, whoa. We just mentioned him a few minutes ago. Indeed. Okay, our Slavic yeah. friend. So maybe he's familiar with the Eastern European style of kvass beer. Um, now, Mo, uh, we just want to get your opinion here. So Todd just sprang something on me live en route to here. And this is actually because of the coronavirus. Uh, actually, Todd, mm-hmm. take, take it away. Because of, because of coronavirus, you mentioned earlier in the program, something else was canceled. So that opens up the possibility for something. So talk to Mo. He's a core member here. Let's talk about it. Yeah, Mo, I don't know if you remember about two years ago, uh, a couple of us joined forces and met down in Tampa, Florida for a beer festival named Hanapu Day. Now, you're a, you're an enormous beer aficionado, obviously, <laughs> and uh, you joined obviously. us joined us down there. It was in the parking lot of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, football Ray- Raymond facility. James Stadium. Raymond James Stadium. Raymond James Stadium. And uh, there was, what, 300 or so breweries sampling their wares. We had VIP passes, thanks to Ross Brewing, which was still in its infancy at the mm-hmm. time. Um, so there's a uh, it, it is on the table for that group to reconvene. We uh, we had a call with Rocco on the way down here yeah. to to potentially uh, rejoin forces and make our way down to Tampa. What say you? This is uh, what mid March. Uh, I think it's gonna be the first week of March. Indeed. Yeah, there you go. So we got to be careful because uh, because Ross Brewing has been invited to and accepted the invitation to. Our first beer festival. We're going to be pouring at the Crawl at the Hall Whoa. in Brooklyn at the Decalb Food Market. Nice. Uh, uh, ten breweries. It's Sunday, March 1st. There's regular tickets and VIP tickets. Uh, the VIP tickets get you in one hour earlier. You can have more beers that way. Um, Hedge. And, uh, and so we're going to be pouring two beers. And we're going to be most likely pouring our Passaic Honey Vanilla Chocolate Porter and our Madisquan Whit Beer Blackberry Sour oh, Variant, because worth, as you guys know, that's totally worth oh, yeah. going for. This I don't, is, yeah. I don't need to tell you guys. Amazing. Amazing. favorite. Yeah. We're we're hoping to get some on tap one day. I don't. Yeah. So uh, so you know what? We may He's be begging you. We may be able to make that happen because we just brewed up a fresh batch oh, for this dude. festival. So that's going to be Sunday, March first. Now we were invited. We were invited to participate uh, just a couple weeks ago in the Garden State Beer Festival at the Meadowlands. It would have been February 1st. And and it was just too quick to our launch. We just couldn't pull it off. No we, need to rush. We had to respectfully decline. We said, please keep us in mind for next year. But this new festival, this will be the first one we're pouring in for the first time. We're pretty excited about it. We hope uh, to do well. And this is in Brooklyn? This is in Brooklyn. It's in the Decalb Food Market. Fantastic. It's sort of like a Chelsea market type yeah, of thing. Yeah. You know, Fantastic. Text me the uh, stuff. We'll, we'll tweet it out. Oh, we'll, we'll I, I will, I will if, do that. Uh, so, if I am not in Pensacola that weekend, oh, yeah. I will be there. Okay, okay, all right. Well, I'll be right. there. Me too. Mink, happy to hear it. If I'm not in Pensacola, <laughs> I'm there. I'll be there as well. Pensacola <laughs> Wings of Gold with James Brolin. I'm sorry, uh, one more time. What's the date? Sunday, March 1st. It's called The Crawl at the Hall, the Decalb Food Market, Brooklyn. It is in my calendar already. We uh, we, we got our assignments. Uh, I found out that the brewery to the right of us is called Jack's Abbey Craft Loggers. They're out of Massachusetts. I really love them, so I'm excited to be next to them. Uh, I don't know how much sampling I'll be able to do myself during the day, but I look forward to it. I forget who's to the left of us, but it was another brewery. I was excited about so apologies uh, we'll find out all right guys guys but we, we were getting sidetracked here and 
Speed of sidetracked. I would say Todd just ran off to do a number one. Uh, so, 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 you know, we, we advertised that after a nearly four month hiatus, and I'm going to recap this for you guys because I've got the numbers here. Okay. Uh, okay. So he's got the key fob. Okay. So, so, you know, combat trivia, which was which was a nearly weekly occurrence. The only time we would forego it is if we had a particularly intriguing guest. Um, and so uh, we had a season one, and the season one came down to the last episode. All uh, four players. At the time, Todd wasn't part of the regular crew, so it was myself, it was Mo, it was Mike, it was Ming. All four players were in play to win the championship for our season one finale. And uh, and John was able to eke it out with just a few points, but in season two, it's Mike, a runaway. Well, that's because I don't have to share my points with Mick. <laughs> maybe that maybe that's it. Mike Zapsic is in a huge lead. Okay, so Mike has, as of the latest tallies by John Ross, the intern, he jumped out to a twenty-eight point lead. To remind the audience, we played to a hundred points, and that season's over, and you restart. Mike has jumped out to a twenty-eight point lead. Dang. Okay. So so how dominant is that? Or as friends of the program, Gio said he would say, Dominate. <laughs> how dominate is that? After that 28 points, the next closest is actually, Mo, you've got 21. All right. Ming's got 19. Oof. All right. Todd's got 18. And John, I'm, after the donut on Walking Dead, I'm bringing up the rear with 17 myself. So, Mike, you've, you've got a double-digit lead here, killing it. So we, we, we're, we're supposed to do it over here. And just to remind everyone the topic, Mike picked the TV show Community. Ming picked the Mission Impossible film franchise. <laughs> uh, Mo, you've picked the Captain America MCU film franchise. To be clear, that's yes, not the Captain America serials from the 40s, right? This is the modern right. film series. Okay, yes. all right. Just to be to be clear here, I've picked X-Men, but I'm saying the X-Men, not, not the movies, the comic books. The comic books. Uh, I am putting a little cap on it. I'm saying 1963 to debut up to 2010. That's where I'm gonna put okay. it. But I think it's still a pretty wide range. And Todd, uh, not pictured, uh, has picked <laughs> Adam Carolla, because why not? Right. So, so why not? So here's here's what I would offer, Mo. The I king, know the king of podcasts, by the way. Now, but but that, that, that's what I want to talk about for a second, okay? I thought Joe Rogan was the king of podcasts. So what, what's the relationship there, Todd? You're a big podcast guy. Joe Rogan, Adam Carolla. What's the story? Adam Carolla holds the current Guinness World Record for most downloaded podcasts. He took that from Ricky Gervais. Wow. And uh, it was, uh, yeah, authorized by the Guinness Book of World Records crew over the course of like a, I think a two or three year period, how many downloads he had. And uh, that, that, that record is held by the, by the Corolla podcast. Okay. So I've heard Joe Rogan claim to be the number one podcast. So is that some sort of different metric, I guess? It may be like so, uh, top rated on right, Apple maybe, or whomever. Go ahead. Right no, now. Mo, yeah. you, 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 you were about to jump in. So, so Adam. <laughs> He records a lot more podcasts than Joe, but Joe gets anywhere between one and a half to four million views or, or hits on his podcast. So he's doing point blank yeah, numbers. So, so Yo, I don't see right. what the big deal is here. <laughs> <laughs> Any one of them are invited to come down to a shared universe. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, and, and see, you know, have as Welcome much fun as we're having. Sure, Open except arms. for Adam Carolla. He's the only one who, <laughs> no, no Carolla? I, anyone, anyone the men show, man, I'm telling you. The oh, men wow, show. you're going way back. Whoa, yeah. dude. Wait, with Jimmy Kimmel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
All right. So but you didn't like the trampolines and. Oh, I love them. Okay. Oh, that was the best part of it. But, you know, him talking was oh, part okay. of the problem. Well, yeah. so. That would be a problem. <laughs> yeah. Hey, wait, wait, what, are, what are people so interested? I've got to get into this guy. Okay. So here, here, here's here's the radical thought I'm going to propose. Mo, you're here next week. Is that correct? Yep. Sure. Right in studio. You are live in studio next week, Mo Youssef. Todd, who knows where on earth you'll be. Uh, Pensacola. <laughs> possibly. It's in, it's in play. It's in play. Here's what I'm going to offer. Okay, because it is 10, 17 p.m. Mike's been a great job. He's got here at 8, well, way before 8.30, but, but we couldn't. So, uh, so what I want to do is I don't want to kick this down the road. What I, I do want to defer to next week, and I'm proposing something radical, guys. We start the program with combat trivia. We're gonna Whoa. Skip, we're gonna, radical. We're going to get right into it. Uh, I thought uh, you were going to say we start the program on time, but okay. Well, that's a, that, that, let's that, not get too... Hey, hey. He said radical, let's not, not get, insane. Yeah, let's right, get, right. Radical change. I would love that. One thing at a I time. I can save my, my combat trivia for oh sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've got my questions. We're good. Well, Mike... What the you always are is prepared, my friend. Thank you. Hello. Uh, some of our co-hosts, I'm, I'm not always sure, are. <laughs> so, uh, so that's what we're going to do. So instead, let's wrap it up tonight with our top three. We're going to oh, wrap up top okay. three. Now, guys, we did top three Stallone movies, non-Rocky, of all time. We put it out to the audience, the point blank fans, viewers, listeners, and we got a number, folks, that has been unexceeded in point blank history but for one time. We got 580 votes. Wow. wow. Okay, this is a topic that people felt passionate about. If you go to the Point Blank page on Facebook, it's called Point Blank Podcast. Yes. It's still, right now, the number one response post we've ever posted in history. Wow, this is more people than watch the XFL this weekend, ladies I, and gentlemen. I would, I, would, I, would, I would dare say. So we got 580 <laughs> votes. So what we're going to do is, uh, and I don't have to give this caveat because George is not here. We're going to go around the room quickly okay. to give our top threes. And, so let me tell you something about Lady Gaga and, okay. and Sylvester Stallone. And I want to start out on the West Coast with my good friend, Mo Youssef, your top three, Sylvester Sylvester Stallone, uh, non-Rocky movies. You go, my friend. All right, cool. Number one comes in at Judge Dredd. Fantastic movie. Number was he in two. Judge Dredd? Is it a fantastic yes, movie? Yes, he was in Judge Dredd. Are you sure? How do you know? Okay. I know Rob Schneider was. Right. Oh, are, are you sure he's in Judge Dredd? Oh, you mean because the helmet was completely oh, on at yes, all times? Yes. Oh, wait, yes. he was not Judge Dredd. I think okay. you're thinking, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> uh, next is uh, Demolition Man. Okay, that's your number where two. Where I actually fell in love with it. Yeah, number two and number three. Wait, 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 you fell in love with. with, with his, who uh, did you fall in love with? All right, so Sandy? Wesley Snipes. <laughs> yeah. No, Sa Sandra, no, Sandra Bullock. Bullock okay, yeah. Sandy. Mo, Sandy. Mo, can you use the three shells? I know how to use them. Okay. Do, do you really? Because they never. There's explain. a scooping. There's a yeah, yeah. You yeah, use yeah. two to spread and one to scoop, right? I mean, they never explained it, but that's the right. only thing that I, makes uh, sense. Real quick, San Diego Comic Con, cool. 2018. Yeah. They had a Taco Bell from Demolition Man as a <laughs> as a pop up, and there's a line down the like I three bet. blocks, and me and Brian Johnson are going to a live show that we're performing at. 
And we're like, how does this Taco Bell from 25 years ago get more of an audience than we do? Because, you know, our, we, we, yeah. But they had the three shells in the bathroom. Oh, But they yeah. were locked behind plexiglass because they didn't want anyone to try to use them. Yeah, well, that they were would be locked. Unhygienic, I would <laughs> imagine. They were locked, yeah. Yeah, not, not, after, not after that meal. So, Mo, you went one, two, three here instead of three, two, one. So you, you let That's off with, with your number one. Okay, mm -hmm. you got your number two. And then who's your number three? Yep. Number three. Is Copland? You oh. blew it! Yeah. You, you blew, blew it. it! Go to lunch. <sighs> Great call, Mo. It's, it's not the last we're hearing Co from the Copeland. I think. <laughs> yeah, sure. Copeland. Stuart Copeland. Not, not the right. last we're going to hear from Copeland. I'm going to put it put it out there. Uh, let's bring it in studio here, Ming Chen. Okay, I'm going to go number three. Uh, I don't know if this counts specifically as a Stallone movie, but I gotta give it up to Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Sure. Wow! I gotta, you know, I know it's more of a, like a Judy Dench and whatever that movie with the Queen, <laughs> oh my or whatever God. that was. Oh my God. But I he, thought he was uh, gonna say the Party of Kitty and Studs. But uh, to see him in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that I thought that was pretty huge. And he, and, and, and he played. Uh, do we? You know, can you say who his character was? Sure. Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, it is Starhawk. Okay, Starhawk. Stakar, who is Starhawk, yes. who is bonded to in the comics, Aleta, his wife, uh, and is. And, and I also Nerd. found this to be one of the most. And first of us, this is saying a lot. One of the you're, most. You're besmirching my people. Unintelligible. <laughs> <laughs> He had like six lines in the movie. I did not understand yeah. five of them. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, because they gave him some pretty geeky dialogue. As well. you, you've got to watch it with the subtitles on, you know, to close caption right. to understand what he's saying. But interesting pick as your number three, Ming. Yeah. Uh, number two, Rambo First Blood. Okay. I mean, the one that started. Yeah, no, it's it not. Hold on. It's not called Rambo. First not blood. Blood. Oh, wait, sorry, First Blood. It's just First just Blood. First Blood. First Blood. My, Brian Denny. My, my, uh, my apologies, mm. Mike. First Blood. Uh, one man wrecking crew through whatever that North, Pacific Northwest. Pacific yeah. Northwest. The he, Pacific yeah. Northwest. He destroyed the whole town. That's ab absolutely, and you know, and, and interesting. Only because before we, you, you kind of, you, you guys just went back and forth here. The naming conventions, right? So oh, it's First fantastic. Blood. Then it's Rambo, First, First Blood, Blood Part, Part Two, yeah. and then Rambo Three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah they well, got lazy. And then, and then the fourth movie is just called Rambo. Rambo, which is anyway. Go ahead, your number to one. Only thing. to be duplicated by the Rocky franchise. Rocky, yeah, course, he's Rocky climbing Ball. trees, Mike. I know you love the punji sticks. He he, oh, he sets up punji so sticks. Smart. It's great stuff. And uh, number one, I gotta go with uh, Cliffhanger. Ooh, with, uh, <laughs> another Cliffhanger. Uh, I, I am come on, John Lithgow is a bad guy. Yeah, a man, bad guy with the, with the cases and and uh, and you know, friend of the program, Michael Rooker. Thank everybody. you, Michael uh, Rooker, a friend course. of the family. Nice. John Lithgow was uh, in. He was a great bad guy in uh, Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, good point. Yeah. Absolutely, that might be the first time I actually saw John John yeah. Lithgow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. oh, somebody's ringing. Okay, Mo. Mo was like completely frozen there. Ah. Sorry. He's, uh, he's there. He looks like he's, he's glaring he's at yeah, us, though. That's a there. very... There he goes. There, frozen. he's back. There he's he back. Goes. He's back. He looked like Mothman for a second. Oh, I was like, oh, my God. There's a bridge is going to collapse. <laughs> very scary. Richard Gere. Yeah. Okay. Cliffhanger. Great action movie. Possibly underrated, but, you know, what? All right. Well, listen. Brian Spencer just chimed in. Uh, we're going to get a little preview in the fan vote right here. He says, Cobra, Cape? Demolition Man. And Oscar. All right. Oscar. Wow. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. So, so, uh, uh, 
So I see Pat replying to Octavio saying, oh my gosh, I forgot about that movie. But what movie is Octavio saying? Oscar. He, Oscar. Play, he plays the role of a gangster mob together with the Italian actor. Oh, so he's talking about Oscar. Oscar okay. yes. All right. Anyway, so we got Ming's top three. We've got Mo's top three. Todd Sullivan. Yes, sir. All right. So I'm um, very quickly. I uh, hit three honorable mentions. Number one oh, is 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 uh, oh, is Cobra. I've, I haven't seen Cobra, but I'm a shout it out. It's a uh, I'm a big fan of Bill Simmons, and he goes nuts for this movie and breaks it down multiple times. I I just haven't if, seen it yet. The time tagline. Uh, Crime is the disease. He's the cure. <laughs> yes, okay. that's a good tagline. That is a good, strong. Way tagline. way better than the tagline for Rogan. It's better than that's the true. the map is the difference. <laughs> Is, All right, that was is that what is that what the honorable mentions are these days? I, movies what, I've we never get seen. movies you've never out. seen, but you seen get it, money but, but for. Yes. It's like people, hey, you know what? Shout out my the name of my movie, and I'll I'll give you a couple bucks. What is Bill second one, second one, the specialist. So I'm going to shout out to friend of the podcast, Rob McCutcheon. He and I went to see on opening night. Why Pulp Fiction? Okay, makes more sense. This is October 14th, 1994. Yeah. I looked that up. Okay. Pulp Fiction was sold out for 7 o'clock or whenever it was we went to see it. So we said, we're seeing this movie tonight. It was showing again at 10 o'clock. What do we do in the remaining three hours that we have? Sounds like a specialist. Week two of The Specialist. Wow. You could have seen Stargate. Pulp Fiction knocked The Specialist off the list for top grossing movie of the week. We saw The Specialist. Not to be confused with 1995's Assassins, where... Sylvester Stallone plays an assassin Antonio Banderas? against Antonio Banderas yeah, as opposed right. to against James Woods. That's right. Uh, and then uh, the, my third I'll mention is Spy Kids 3D Game Over, where he's just... <laughs> I don't, the Spy Kids movie, okay. my, general, my kids love all these movies. Sure. They're fucking insane. And Stallone does a fantastic job. He has a couple of different roles. He plays like five or six different roles. Absolutely nuts, Robert Robert Rodriguez series, uh, Spy Kids 3D. But my three are... Tang- hold, hold on, before you do, it's not the last you're going to hear of Spy Kids 3D. I'm previewing no, that right I now. I love it. Go right, ahead, go. Number three, Tango and Cash. Just fantastic sure, comedy and action uh, combined. And uh, number two, Cliffhanger. Okay. And then number one, uh, I actually... You didn't mention his co-star in Tango and Cash. Kurt Russell. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, great. Yeah, friend of the program. Number one... Uh, I'm going with the Rambo trilogy. I would love to say First Blood because it is actually the best movie of sure, the three. Sure. But the one that spoke to me, and as a kid I was a, mo- a big, huge fan of, uh, very excited, was was actually First Blood Part Two, Combo with Rambo 3, but I'll go First Blood Part Two. I do want to mention, though, have you guys seen the Bachelor Party uh, Rambo recreation? There's a bunch no. of a bunch of friends. So, if you, I don't know if you can pull this up. Epic Rambo Bachelor Party, real quick. This was a... I, I'm ashamed that neither of us did this for each other, but there was a guy who was a huge Rambo fan, First okay. Blood fan, and his buddies pulled together for him, for his Bachelor Party, a recreation of First Blood. If you just search Epic First Blood, or Epic Rambo Bachelor Party, that'll that'll show up. We don't have to go through the whole thing now, but it they basically blindfolded this guy and recreated the entire movie for him including come on riverboat action what shooting bazooka oh rambo oh. the second movie no well that started with, with actually the first movie first with first blood the cops and the whole thing it's uh it's, well, it's killer is that next to no pomegranate yeah rambo day there you go either click oh, on any one rambo of those day? well the second one says rambo themed bachelor party either one either one 
22 minutes. Nice. Dana Saint getting married. We got all when that together. When it came together. time to plan our friend too. Dana's bachelor party. Just, you don't have to play the whole thing, but just click through. There was really only one option. They had people playing the Oh my God. Quiet town, you hear? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just jump through a couple of scenes. I mean, watch this at your leisure. But this guy was thrown into the role of John Rambo. He didn't know what was happening. He didn't know what was happening. They had him out. They had guest stars playing, you know, various roles throughout the movie. Got him out on the on the Delta. They had they had the knives going. They had guns going. They had bazookas going. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. They bought a, a town that for him to destroy it, to completely okay utterly destroy their police precinct. Yes, perfect. Every action. So clearly. None of us love each other as much as this guy's friends love him. Wow. First of all, that guy's in pretty good shape. Yeah. Did you see that? <laughs> I'll tell you what, Todd. When one of us looks like this, then we'll have this kind of bachelor party, okay? There's hope for us. Maybe George Seti, when he gets when he gets remarried, yeah. Yeah. this is what we'll pull off. Or, well, he'd have to be Troutman, wouldn't he? <laughs> oh, then they drink beer at the end. I, 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 will say, I will say this, okay? Uh, we've covered this in the program. In fact, Todd, it was your first appearance when you were a guest before you became a regular member. We did an oral history of retelling of the Texas Two-Step, which was the joint bachelor party of our very own Mighty Mo Muhammad Cheers, Mo. And, and Todd Sullivan right here. We did a joint bachelor party. We had over 30 guys. We went down to Houston, Texas. We did three days there. We did two days in Galveston, Texas. Put that together. I felt very proud of the trip we put together. We golfed on a PGA course. We had an MTV Cribs loft. We had an unbelievable steak dinner at Vic and Anthony's. We, of course, we had the Cornerstone event at the Big League Dreams replica Major League Stadium because we had some Yankee fans and some Met fans. We chose a, a, a mutually neutral stadium. We chose a, a, a Fenway, Fenway Park, Park. Uh, with a green monster on left field. Uh, George did hit a triple off the wall. He legged it out. For his age, that was pretty good. He may have torn an ACL in the process. <laughs> well, actually, he may have, but we had an actual torn ACL Steve from Steve Fischetti. He couldn't make it tonight. And uh, anyway, I up until today... I thought that was a pretty successful bachelor party. I tried. where you guys right. got Chick-fil-A and you almost missed your flight. Oh, that is correct, Mick. Okay. That is correct. However, now you're making me feel bad, buddy. Okay? <laughs> um, all right. So you're good in your top three. Bingo. All right. Michael. Fantastic. Michael. All right. Number number three, The Lords of Flatbush. Yeah, yes. buddy. Very good. Great movie. Uh, so... Um, Good cast. Yeah, that was that was an amazing movie. Um, moving on up, Nighthawks. Love me some Billy D. Williams. Everyone does. I'm not gonna spoil. Uh, I'll spoil. It. it got 24 votes. Okay. Nighthawks did. Yes. Nighthawks, great movie. I'm telling you. And my number one because it's so ridiculous is Stop or My, my Mom, mom will, shoot. will Shoot. Pat Kowala has it on his list what? at number three. There what? you go. Pat, what are you doing? Pat I, joining in on That's Mike. my boy. Co-starring uh, Estelle Getty, is that correct? That is Estelle Getty. All right. Of Mannequin and Golden Girls fame. In her I, last role before she died. No. No, I have no, 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 no. no I mean, Estelle Getty, of course, <laughs> played Dorothy's mother, 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 mother. Dorothy's mother, Sophia, on Golden Girls. But famously, she was actually the youngest yeah. of the four cast members. Indeed. And of course, we all remember when, uh, when back in 2008, uh, uh, B. Arthur was quoted as saying, Rue, Rue is okay, but that Betty White, she was a real cunt. So anyway. Wow. Um, wow. So, uh, so my great pick, uh, and, and Stopper, my mom will shoot, did get 12 votes. But before I get to that fan vote, I'm going to get my own top three. 
Why not? So coming in third, I have no honorable mention. Uh, I do have an honorable mention. But it's animated, and it's called Rambo, The Force for Freedom. Okay. Oh, that's nice. I have, I have one, too, if I may just throw Please, it out there. go ahead, Mike. It was Death Race 2000. Oh, oh, you, you got to have David Carradine in there with his uh, wanking and spanking. <laughs> but, uh, but but as far as my memory, uh, and, and I have to admit, I didn't do the normal level of point blank. Re- well, I guess this is a normal level of point yeah, blank research. Right. Uh, it aired one season on Fox Afternoons, Rambo, The Force for Freedom. They kind of watered him down. They gave him a, a, a multi-ethnic cast of, uh, of helpers, and they went out and they, and they beat the bad guys. So that's my that's my honorable mention. Here is my top three. Coming in at number three, the 2008 film Rambo. It would be the fourth in the series. Sometimes it's called Rambo 4. That's not what it's actually named. He travels to Burma. Some would call it Myanmar. And his hulking back, okay? <laughs> just he took all of the HGH. And he just... It's legal in Burma. He just... Or Myanmar. Absolutely eradicated these poor Burmese on his effort to rescue <laughs> some American doctors. Uh, it's just, just for me, just the sheer ridiculousness of the movie. That gets number three for me. Number two, the movie that spawned the franchise. Okay, and this is The Expendables. The first Expendables. Okay, mm-hmm. who can forget Mickey Rourke as the character Tool? All right, and and and, and <laughs> Mike, I, Mike, I Mike, Mike forgets. Of course, you got cameo appearances from Bruce Willis, cameo appearances from Arnold Schwarzenegger. They go on to have bigger roles in subsequent movies in the franchise. Dolph Lundgren, but but Dolph Lundgren, Jet Li, amazing job. Okay, we've, we've we've got the previously mentioned. The previously mentioned by Michael, Terry Crews, as Hail Caesar. Uh, Randy Couture, who was not known to me before this series. but uh, And Jason Statham as Lee, uh, Lee Christmas. So anyway, this is a great, great Eric movie. Eric Roberts, Steve Austin. Yeah, well, you got you need some bad guys. Mickey Rourke. I mean, I, first one I mentioned. Murderers Row. Okay, here's my number one. And, 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 and one of you has mentioned this movie already. I'm glad only one of you has. And that's my main man, Mo. Okay? And it's not because the movie stars not only friend of the program, not only friend of our parent program, Comic Book Men, not only friend of John Cacosa from my time at Comic Attitudes, Method Man, yeah. in the movie. But I am telling you, Copland is just a flat-out great movie, period. Okay, Michael Rappaport, who could forget him as Superboy, mm-hmm. Ray Liotta as Figus. Okay, you've, you, 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 oh my God, where do we even? Where do we even? The cast on this movie is phenomenal. Sylvester Stallone played against type. Bigly. Matter of fact, he blames that movie for hurting his career for a 10-year period because he stepped back from his his action hero uh, 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 you know, roles. He put on 30 pounds to play the role of Sheriff Freddy in the fictional Garrison, New York. It's geographically co-located with Fort Lee, right by the GWB. Uh, um, a wonderfully written wonderfully acted movie if you watch it today i swear to god i mean i I just watched it with john jr john ross the intern for the first time for his first time my 75th time about three weeks ago and uh and he was blown away at how great it was you know you see a movie from back then you're you're modern you know this is not a good it might as well be in black and white no this movie was phenomenal it's my number one but that said that's me james mangle 
directed. Again? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Was, yes. Yeah, yeah. Gone on to direct um, uh, Ford versus Ferrari, among others. Oscar nominated. Uh, correct. You, you may, uh, fans, of the program, fans of the program may remember him better for The Wolverine and Logan, two other great movies. Um, so anyway, that's, a, that's my number one. But what about you? The Point Blank fans, viewers, and listeners. We had, as previously mentioned, 580. 500. I promise Spy Kids 3D would be mentioned again. And in fact, it is the Mr. Irrelevant of the top three vote. Spy Kids 3D had one vote. Not yours, because you didn't vote online, Todd. Didn't. So as always, you know, we're gonna we're gonna put this out a few days well, before. Robert the- Rodriguez voted for his own movie. <laughs> Amazing. Wow, Amazing. All the way from Austin, Texas. We had this on the point blank page. We had this on the Essential Guy Talk page. We had this on John's page. We had in a few other groups. A tremendous showing. Oscar had eleven votes. Oscar had eleven <laughs> okay. votes. Okay. Stop or my mom will shoot at twelve. I'm not going to go through them all, but I am going to give you the count as I usually do. The total number of individual movies was 24. So 24. Wow. So it's not it's not a widespread. We've had Arnold. That's about how many non <laughs> non Rocky movies he's had. That's right. true. There's not many more than 24. So we're going to start just outside Love for everything. Just outside the top 3, coming in fifth place with 36 votes, Cliffhanger. Okay. Hey, hey. Coming in fourth place with 42 votes. 42 votes. Rambo, First Blood Part 2. And now here's where you hear for, for folks, the top three. Coming in third place, 48 votes. First Blood, the original First Blood. Okay. Coming in second place with 60 votes. 60 votes. Simon Phoenix's adversary, the Demolition Man. Okay. And coming in. In first place, with 108 votes. What? I guess a lot of you Stop like Sheriff Freddy. Copland Whoa. came in number yeah. one. Number one, Copland. All right, guys. Strong. Real quick, I want to hear a, a parting shot from each of you, and let's get the heck out of here. We're going to start with Mo Youssef. Mo Youssef, your parting shot. Any topic, anything you want to get off your chest, anything you want to promote, one minute or less, please, Mo Youssef, your parting shot, go. Cool. So I'm flying out Friday night, and I will see see you guys next week. You're gonna studio. see us on an email? Like, what do you mean you're gonna see see us? Well, no, I'll see you guys. I will see you guys in New Jersey. And last thing is, I just got my new phone. And- oh. Eleven in the house, man. Wait, is that the alleged 11. indestructible case we've heard about? This is the eleven Pro Max. You didn't go so Sam- Samsung Z Flip, the little foldable one they just they just showcased. No. Hey Mo, Mo, no. I heard no. that phone takes some good pictures, Mo. Yo, we're gonna put you to the test here, buddy. All right, so we're gonna see you live right, in cool. studio next week, right? Awesome. Ming Chen, your parting shot, my friend. uh, If you want to have as much fun as we all did tonight, go to ashareduniverse.com, and uh, you can book your slot and have literally have as much fun as we did. Literally. If you want to do your own movie commentary, you can come down to (laughs) Ashared Universe. What is happening? And uh, if you want to have as much fun as Mo Youssef does, (laughs) come down to ashareduniverse.com. And... uh, Big shout out to uh, our friend Marilyn Schlossbach, who took over the restaurant over at my favorite place, the Whitechapel Projects. Um, she has revealed a lot of plans that she has oh, there that I'm not wait. able to reveal. 
but uh, she's been photographed with a Ross Brewing ad behind her. I, I saw. You know, not necessarily in an endorsement. But she had the surfboard behind her. She, she did. Had no choice. She did. But uh, if um, she well, runs uh, Pop's Garage, so the Yacht Club. And so you're going to be setting up that meeting. Marilyn and I have spoken online before, but yep. you're going to set up the in-person meeting. Absolutely. We have a few things to talk we about. We will be podcasting at Whitechapel Project. Beautiful. If you want to do a point blank there, we've, we've, we've got the endorsement. Already, uh, like we it. may do, be doing meetups there. I like uh, it. This is a great thing. New and meetups or just regular meetups? Uh, I, 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 I think you said new. New, oh, new, new meetups. Your, your new deafness meetup. is uh, freaking everybody out. Yeah, their menu I thought was pretty good already, <laughs> but this is going to be elevated to great. Yes, and Marilyn, of course, besides Whitechapel Projects, yes. we know her from Line Goes to Lounge, Lounge yes. Asbury Park Yacht Club, yeah. Pops Garage. Uh, she is a force to be reckoned with. And... She's a shared universe podcaster. Big so time. Big shout out to her. Mike Zapsik, your parting shot. Uh, I'm going to make this real quick. Um, not next time, but the time after when we do Point Blank. It's going to be in our new spacious <gasps> studios. What? Yes, we went for the CO, waiting for waiting to hear from Eatontown, and then we start moving stuff upstairs. Yeah, inspections. got inspections. Well, and and you know you know the drill. I you got to fill out those checks and give them to the county. Let me just um, tell you, Muhammad Youssef is ready to help you move whatever you need fantastic. as of next oh, week. Oh, next week, good okay. man. He will be um, there. And, and we will. Uh, that's, make, why I didn't, that's why I didn't ask you to do it. And we will make John Ross the intern available. As oh, well. absolutely. That's great because I've got two. Um, Oh, you got two of your I, own. I've, I've got two, yeah, indentured servants myself. So, and not just that, but, Ming, how's the Asbury Park location going? It's going great. Fantastic. Uh, we should be extended through March. What? Not, not officially, but... Okay. Right. But uh, When you get confirmation, we'll book another... Well, I mean, we had a great time podcasting there last time. We, right we want to do ocean. it again. Yes. Okay, and one more shout out to oh, our friends over at Bell Works. I know, oh, Jesus. Bell it's Works, nerd okay, shit. up in home. home Dell? Yes. Um, the former uh, Bell Technology. The former Are you Bell talking Labs. about uh, March 21st? March 21st okay. is they're having a Comic Con at Bell Works. So come on down. It's I think it's $10 to get in. Something like that. It's 10 bucks and kids under 12 free. So go and see our boys. And what are you going to be I, doing with, with headliner Mike Zapsick? I'm not. I have to work <laughs> at the stash. That, no, that's yeah. your day. To, that's your come alternating on. Saturday to work. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. Saturday to work, unfortunately. Well, that's so. still even nicer of you to promote that. Well, these guys, are they're really good guys, yep. and they deserve all the accolades. If there was anywhere to throw a con in this immediate area, it would I be believe there. that would be the place. Okay, well, you you know what? We Based wish on the that information you just gave me, I'm going to be taking four of my nephews. That's going to be great. Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, Todd, your parting shot. Man, can you hand me that hat over there? You guys let me clear the decks on some old things I've been holding on to for a little while. Nicholas Cage. I, I covered the Nicholas Cage news as of mid-November. About a, five days after that, we had news of the, uh, the very own Staten Island's Wu-Tang Clan getting their own amusement park yeah. in South Korea. What? Why wouldn't so, they? So I, I don't know. There was wait, wait, what? A, there was a there was a documentary recently. Sense. Hopefully everyone watched it. But this was an announcement mid-November of a Wu Tang themed entertainment yep. park located in Seoul, South Korea, and uh, we don't have a lot of details about what that's going to entail. Whether there's a enter the Wu Tang, uh, you know, yeah, area, the, the Staten Island area. That we're doing Hopefully that. they rec they recreate the projects that John and I drove through um, <laughs> back in the day. But th this is uh, I just. Wanted to throw that out there. Highly excited about it, and we're going to. I, I'm saying it right now that we will have an episode of the Point Blank podcast, obviously, recorded at the Wu Tang Park in South Korea at some point in the future. Not the Wu Tang 
uh, amusement park in North Korea. <laughs> the right. North Korean but, one, much harder to get into. That one, you yes. go, no, yeah. no, you can get in. You can't get, you can't out. get out. You can't get out. Right. That'll that on be at Baby Yoda. the hotel in Pyongyang, everybody. Um, wow. oh. Okay, well, we just killed Baby Yoda. We just killed him. Listen, listen. We, we, hey, he, we, I'm sure he was free. We go back with the Wu-Tang a long way. Everyone in this room and, and across the uh, airwaves to California goes back with the Wu-Tang. Of course, they're, they're standing on base. A few of them went to high school with us at Curtis High School. Then later on, uh, as, as previously detailed, met the man, a weekly Wednesday customer over at Comic Attitudes in the Staten Island Mall. Uh, later on, he would go on to... Arguably, even more fame by appearing on Comic Book Men. So, uh, sure. So, uh, so big Say supporters. Yes. Wu Tang actually were huge fans in reverse of Point Blank's original incarnation on Time Warner Cable. Uh, and they came and they had admonished us. And then, of course, we changed it to end each program with. Wu Tang to the Wu Tang, yeah. so we understand that. So great call, <laughs> great call on your part. Uh, for my parting shots, I'd like to talk about the third beer that we drank. So if you can get that over here to me, just want to go ahead and reveal that. Eat your maker. So this is from Monkless Brewing. Okay, so Monkless are called Monkless Belgian Ales. So they're telling you right off the bat, this is what we specialize in, folks. You know, we mentioned before in the program, some breweries are certain kinds of shops, like Grimm that we had. Usually they're a sour shop. Uh, 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 but so Monkless do Belgian Ales. They're in Bend, Oregon. Now, what's the story with Bend, Oregon? If you like craft beer, that's where you got to get. They've got the highest ratio of breweries per capita of any city in the United States, and that includes Asheville, North Carolina, Austin, Texas, Denver, Colorado. No, it's Bend, Oregon. Over 150 breweries, and, and the population is probably not more than 150,000. Monkus being one of them. This one's called Meet Your Maker. It's a Belgian-style dark ale coming in at a... Mm, semi-robust 9%, but here's here's what I want to get to, okay? We had dark fruit notes, we had caramel notes, but we also had bits of chocolate and caramel, and they did brew it with raisins and dates. So it's a Belgian-style dark ale. Uh, they they, they, they <laughs> bill Meet Your Maker as tall, dark, and strong. Um, so I certainly enjoyed that. I don't know if you had any opinions there. Uh, matter of fact, no, there's none left to have. So, uh, we that says it all right there. That, that says it all. <laughs> so we already mentioned earlier that uh, we tipped it off. This Someone licked the inside of the bottle. Indeed. This, mm. this would have been my parting shot, but we already mentioned it. You know, So Ross Brewing is going to be appearing at our first beer festival. It's the Crawl Out the Hall, Sunday, March 1st at the Decal Food Market. Tickets are available now. Tickets are available on Eventbrite. There are two tiers of tickets. There is regular admission and there is VIP admission. The VIP, VIP gets you in one hour earlier. Um, that's all for tonight. Mo, I want to thank you for uh, dialing in from the West Coast. Todd, I want to thank you Great for appear you appearing in studio. I want to thank all of our Point Blank fans, viewers, listeners for all of your comments. Thank you so much. Ming, Mike, thank you for playing the consummate host. Wu-Tang to the Wu-Tang. And Bruce, go ahead and take us out of here, my man. Ha, 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 ha,